0: Hi there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. We talk to a different creative person every week, and this week I'm talking to one of my favorite funny actors, Sam Pancake. You've seen him in a million things from Friends, The Rest of Development, Love Spring International, um, what else do we got? Pushing Daisies, uh, Shit My Dad Says, uh, Space Station 76, most recently, uh, web series like Pretty and. Um, And also tons of commercials and a lot of fun stage shows around town like the Golden Girls and he does the Mismatch Game with us and he's got a show coming up with Drew Drogi, another past podcast guest called You're Welcome Celebrity Self-Help with Peter and Grimsley. They play these hilarious uh, screwed up Self-help life coach people, and they've got two shows coming up: Wednesday, July eighth, and Wednesday, July twenty-second, at eight PM at the Cavern Club at Casita del Campo. You can get tickets at brownpapertickets.com. It is a really hilarious show, and everyone's different because some of it should, is improvised, and uh, they're going to like try to help some celebrities get their shit together, which they need, frankly. Alright, before we get into that, um, a little bit of business. I want to thank Michael Shane for donating to my virtual tip jar. It helps me keep the podcast free and uh, pay for things like web hosting and stuff like that. If you want to do that, you can do that at DennisAnyone.net. There's a lot of other fun things you can do, though, um, as well. You can see pictures that go with some of the podcasts. You can subscribe for my newsletter, take my audience poll, all kinds of fun stuff at DennisAnyone.net. Alright, with all that said... Let's get on to the fun with... Well, and it's not all fun. <laughs> Things kind of go there. I'm warning you. I don't know. This, this may be a, um, a, a surprising podcast for some of you that know me. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and also, Sam picked a ton of questions from the Observation Deck, but we got off on this other topic, so we didn't get to do them. So we recorded a whole other special episode that I'm going to post later in the week, That's just his fun observation deck question. So, enjoy uh, Sam Pancake. All right, I am here poolside with one of the funniest actors I know, Sam Pancake. Hello, Dennis. How are you? You know what this reminds me of? We're poolside. There was a party here recently... Um, it's the Hollywood Which shows. is to say
1: I haven't cleaned since yesterday's 4th of July party and there's beer bottles and other things everywhere It's the 5th of, of July like the Land Wolf It played.
0: reminds me of that classic picture of Faye Dunaway with the Oscar poolside the neck like in the aftermath
1: Yes, it is like that and also you can't because Of the trees, the way they are now, you can yeah. see the Hollywood sign right off. Uh, it's right pool. there. Yes, I'm fortunate to live in a guest house of a television star. So, <laughs> there you go. It's fabulous. <laughs> celebrity adjacent, we like to call it.
0: I, it's perfect. You get all the stuff without the paparazzi.
1: Yes, it's perfect. <clears throat> it's a dream. Do you, do you
0: ever wish you were f- super famous? I
1: used to, and then I was around. This is going to get very name droppy because That's I'm one okay. of those, like I said, I'm, I'm very celebrity adjacent. I would like to be, I used to want to be until I saw like how it works, and you can't control it. Famous. It's one thing you can't control. Right. I remember being at a point in my life where I was with Matthew Perry a lot, like hanging out with him because he was dating a friend of mine and we were we kind, of weren't kind of still our friends. But the way people would behave around him was insane. Yeah. Like it was just like stuff you wouldn't want to deal with. And there's the good news about you. Get was it when he stuff. was on
0: Friends or Post it was, friends?
1: It was It was right after Friends. Okay. Uh, it was right after Friends, like the last year and the few years after. Yeah. Yeah, it was then. Okay. And like, and I have enough, as we both, you and I both do, Dennis, enough famous friends that we've seen people be such assholes to them. Yeah. Because you can't control, what I mean by you can't control is you, like, don't know who's going to come up to you, what they're going to say. They could be that backhanded thing of, like, you're my favorite, but you're so much fatter in real life, or you, right. you look so much older. Um, so you can't control that, because if it was just like... I had this idea of fame of like, yeah, just hot guys that want to talk to me. No, no. no it's not just that. No, it's not just that. It's, it's not just that. Rarely that. So, because you can't control who your fans are, though. One loves them all. And you right. can't control where, why, how people are going to, what they recognize you from, how they'll respond to you, and uh, and where they'll respond to you. What yeah. awkward situation you might be in.
0: Yeah, no, I could see that for sure. Now, you have a fun show coming back. That you do with Drew Drogie, a yes. former podcast guest.
1: Yes. Celebrity um,
0: silent screen
1: star, elderly yes. actress Drew Drogie, Right. And young new upcomer me, Sam Pancake. Um, we're doing this show. It used to be called Strong Choices. It's now the new version. It's called You're Welcome. Celebrity self-help with Piotr and Grimsley, in which Drew and I play Piotr and Grimsley, who are these two uh, guys who used to... We well, find out that we used to want to be actors, and we used to be models. And we have left Hollywood. We went to Temecula to open a spiritual retreat because we're so evolved and we're so you know so wise and have so much experience and and truth and, and you know authenticity to share that we come back to LA once in a while to do a showmanar and, and <laughs> t- teach people how to live and we and give
0: back and give back yes right. it'd be of service I and think so- I saw one of the very earlier times you've done that yeah yeah this has sort of evolved a bit yes it has do you still come out bursting from the backstage and dance to a really rousing Carly Simon song
1: we come out that was my choice before the first one I was like we have to come out to let the river run for you don't realize girls. how
0: rousing that song is until you guys burst forth it is triumphant it right? really makes you feel like you could do anything it is an it's like it's' Katy Perry wishes with Roar. Thank you. She wishes. Thank you. Sarah Bareilles wishes with Brave. <laughs> that she could be Let the River or Run. Because, you know, let that river motherfucking run. And yeah. the river is whatever you choose it to be. It's so true. Oh. And you just keep dancing. You do like the whole song almost. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's a I long love I can't songs. get enough. Can't Thank I can't get you. enough.
1: I love, I've always loved that song and I never get tired of it. And we tried once another song uh, and it just didn't work no, as well. It didn't work as your, well.
0: Your, that's your theme song. It is. We've when co-opted it, it
1: from Working Girl. You need it. So we This new version is like we, we did one already where And it's the TV version We're developing I love uh, that This is going with celebrities only Yeah
0: That's fantastic so, so You get celebrities And you give them um, Advice They come to yeah. us with a problem
1: Right And we fix it for them Right uh, I won't give away too much more Because you have to come see the show So
0: do you have actual celebrities Coming to, to um, the show?
1: On July shows? 8th Which is Wednesday The people right. scheduled to appear Are Jim Rash Who is the dean on Community and Has it, an Oscar And has an Oscar For The Descendants And uh, And then Lucy Davis, who's a good friend of mine, who was on the U.K. version of The Office. She was Dawn, and she's in Shaun of the Dead. And the Blonde. Pop, the Blonde, yes. In The Office. And love then, it. Um, and then the, that's on July 8th. And then always the, always the possibility of um, uh, Lauren Graham being there, TV's Gilmore Girl. And, and right. she's one of my best friends, and she is our producer. So she's often there. I love it. Where and, did you guys meet? Lauren and I. Yeah, we met at Melissa McCarthy's house. Okay, in 2000 when uh, Melissa was playing Lauren's best friend on Gilmore Girls, okay. and Melissa who threw amazing parties and always had the the big Thanksgiving back then, for, and she was just one of the social hubs. Right. Uh, Melissa's house. I uh, met a lot of people there. Um, I met Lauren there because they had just started doing Gilmore Girls together, and Lauren and I just saw each other and were immediately like separated at birth, just like and still are super close. And I also, Why,
0: what is it that bonds you? I don't know. Similar backgrounds or or anything like that?
1: There's similar backgrounds. We grew up not too far from each other. She's in Northern Virginia suburbs. Right. And I'm from, like, West Virginia, you know, boondocks. But we just have a similar take on things. There's a lot of us, a lot of things. One of the things in common is, like, older, very Christian Southern grandparents. Right. And we just have a similar sense of humor, and we kind of... I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know. It's the chemistry, even a friendship is just always hard. Some hard to define. It's kind of ineffable. But the funny thing is, I also met um, Drew in Melissa's backyard for the first time. Drew, I was going to ask you def- how you and house. Drew met. you work
0: together quite a lot. Yes, just in in in, in close things that it's just you two, and also like bigger things like Mismatch Game, or yes. you do readings, and your like We'd, you're you're. Um, you work a, a lot together.
1: Yeah, and it's been great because we we love each other so much. We're like brothers. We get along famously well. We've, we, you know, I don't want to jinx it by things. We've never had a fight. We've always been able to talk things through. We have great respect. For, I mean, I have great respect for him. I hope he has great respect for me. I feel that he has great respect for me. I, I hitched my wagon to that star because back when we, we've done some things together like Mismatch and um, uh, different web series and this, that, and the others, different readings, like you said. and mm-hmm. and uh, And I was like, I'm going to, I was looking for a partner because I'd done a, a lot of one, a few one-man shows many times, and I had been in an ensemble group, uh, uh, sketch comedy, and I wanted to, to have a partner because it's it's I don't like being on stage alone that much. That's why right. I don't do stand-up, right? And I do I do it occasionally. So I really wanted a partner who I loved, trusted, and, and uh, had you know thought was amazing and hilariously right. funny. And I asked Drew. Uh, we developed these characters kind of by accident on his the web series, the, I'm sorry, the podcast he used to have, Glitter right. in the Garbage. And so we kind of developed them, and, and he's been a wonderful partner.
0: So is this the first thing you guys have done that's just you two, that, that has been like that much of a partnership?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. We've done, we did a play last Fall Bitches, in which he played my daughter. Right. Um, and uh, we've done so much stuff, but I think so. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. Can you think, I mean, this sounds dumb, but can you think of anything? Because so, mm-hmm. I do so much stage stuff, I try to make a list, and I just—I for- yeah. couldn't even keep up with it.
0: Now you said you met him at a party. Yeah. So you didn't really know how funny he was as a performer until after you'd met him. It's not like right. you saw him on yes. stage and you're like, "I gotta, yes. I gotta meet that guy." Yes. We—I
1: remember we Melissa and I remember this because I was looking recently, showing a friend old uh, photo albums I used to take before phones, before Facebook. I would take. I still do it to a degree. Scrapbook. Grandma scrapbooks. I love my date, it. My, day, my date book becomes like a scrapbook, and I
0: keep photo albums. Or I used to. And I used to really do elaborate ones, and now it's yes, Facebook. I your, don't do them anymore. Remember your Christmas
1: cards? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I used to really yeah. bring it. What happened? Yeah, I know, right? And you know what they say, when everything dies, there's going to be no no photos the last 15 years. No yes. hard copies. Right. Anyway, so... Um, that's a cheerful note. So um, <laughs> we met in Melissa's backyard at a Labor Day party. I think it must have been 2003 or 4 because I have all these pictures from it. And it's also where I met Edie Patterson, who's in You're Killing Me, that we've worked with a lot.
0: It's going to be premiering at Outfest. At Outfest on July 15th. Yes.
1: Um, it premiered in Toronto, but yes. it's, it's oh, okay. You, it's L.A. premiere will be at Outfest.
0: Did it do Toronto Gay Festival? Yes. Or okay, yeah. awesome. And yeah, I saw pictures from you guys. Yeah, People and it went really well, they say. Good. So we met there, and
1: then I remember the first thing we did together was we did this um, kind of... I hope I'm not getting in trouble for saying this, but we did this benefit thing where we, me, Drew, John Cantwell, Coco Peru, Patrick Bristow, other guys, other really good guys, did this benefit where we acted out Carrie, the movie, in front of it, like a Rocky Horror Picture style. Amazing. But there were so many horrible technical difficulties (laughs) and other problems, let's just say. Um... But it was kind of That a was the first thing show. you and
0: Drew did together as performers. We were
1: as performers that I yeah. remember. And then we also were cast. We were after Love Spring when Guy Shalim did that. We did that did you write this maybe? Probably not. <laughs> It was the one where I played a, a, a Christian preacher, and Darlene Hunt was my wife. No, I, was, I, I remember
0: popping by, but I had nothing to do with it. I can't even remember what it was about. It was
1: about, I was a preacher, and Darlene was yeah. my wife. We were like evangelists, and so we had some new weird branch of Christianity. Yeah. And Jane Lynch was in it, of course, and then right. Drew was also in it. Okay. And I remember working on him with that, and then we, I'd have to sit and look at my books to remember what came next, but right. I do remember that.
0: Now, you guys probably go up for a lot of the same kind of stuff in Hollywood. We do. Sometimes. There's that group of guys like me,
1: Drew Plotnick, um, a bunch of guys you and I both right. know. yeah. And you see people, and there's some things they go in for that I don't, and vice versa. It's It's really... It's funny because I get asked about that. And it's really not a problem, Like, especially with Drew. If Drew gets something and I don't, which has certainly happened, I am so happy for him. Right. We both always had that thing. It's like, of course I want to get it, but if I don't, I hope it's you. Right. And I feel that way like about Jack. Because it, it's ridiculous and pointless to get, you know, to be an asshole or be jealous or envious. And I'm too old for that. I don't have the energy for that anymore anyway. If your friend gets your part and you don't. Yeah. And it Because all of us, especially that collective that kind of did... You're Killing Me and, um, and Paragon School for Girls and other things, like, even though a lot of those guys are a lot younger than me, like, we're all kind of in a collective and, like, one getting work and getting more famous and more successful helps all of us. And, and again, like I said, I've gone through a lot in this, in this town, in this life, and I know now the only way to be is, as, as my friend Lauren taught me, keep your eyes on your own paper, you know, right. don't worry about what they're doing, you go in the job, you do your best, you get it or don't, um... And that's just the way it goes.
0: You can't compare your insights to somebody else's outsides. Thank
1: you, Dr. Hensley. Thank you, right?
0: But it's hard to get there, probably. Yeah, it is.
1: It's taken me a long time. Yeah. And I am very competitive. Right. And I am very um, driven. And <laughs> but the thing you do, what, you, what I have found that you need to do with that is create your own work. Like, um, I was just talking to Jason Looney, who uh, created this series, Not Looking, that,
0: yeah, that Jason so funny. drew
1: Jeremy Shane and Justin Martindale around, right. and that's so funny, and I have a little part in the second one. And when things like that happen, and I wasn't in the first one, I didn't know Jason that well, I was kind of like, oh, I... I I do have that I'll admit when my friends are all doing something fun and I'm not in it I feel kind of like oh I yeah, really why, why, I, did I
0: miss that one night at yeah, Casita exactly. del Campo when I should have stayed late like or the, what or the martinis at Ackbar yeah like, like what ha- where yeah. was I and then was there a death in my family why wasn't <laughs> I around Was that my family got written down on a napkin <laughs> somewhere why no. was I at the Arclight by myself <laughs> right um
1: yeah, exactly. So, uh. That's good though. So, uh, but I'm in the second season. I was yeah. going to say, what was my even point? So, there, I did have comes those around. experiences. Things come around. Things come around. And, um, and it's just, and that thing is so funny. And that also premieres, uh, the first episode of the second season, I'm Not Looking, that Drew and all those guys are in, uh, premieres at Outfest on July 11th and in the Boys Shorts program. And then I'm in later on in the series,
0: you know. Love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Now, when was the first time you realized I can make people laugh? When I, have, I was a little boy. I have a funny thing. Oh, oh, oh. Um, or I'm, fu- I'm, you know, people people think I'm funny. I'm fu- I am can be funny. I remember always kind of, as I look back, kind of having a weird
1: take on the world because I knew I was gay really young. Right. And this is in rural West Virginia in the 60s right. and 70s. And I was just... And I remember at least having, along with all my fear and anxiety and depression and confusion and bewilderment around that, I... I've always had this strong sense of like, oh, well, this is going to be an interesting life. Right. I, I'm different than the other boys. Right. And also, you,
0: were, you had one eye. You could see it from the outside as I well could, as being in weirdly, it. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: cool. And the other thing was, yeah. I remember even as a kid to this day. I wake up and I, I think, holy shit, I'm in this life, and my name is Pancake, and it's my real last name. Yeah. People might not know that, but it is German. It was Kuchen. My family came to Virginia in the 1730s to the same county that my parents still live in. That I
0: just was back in in June. The pictures are amazing on Facebook. It's yeah. so like, yeah. I don't even know what the word annabella means, but <laughs> it, it feels like it's that's that. That's literally, it means pre-war. And that's okay. literally what it is. Okay. Pre-Civil War. Okay. I just um, wanted to have a mint julep on the porch.
1: <laughs> and I've had many. Not anymore. It's <laughs> cleaned up my act. But yeah, I've had many, many weddings there. Many, many right. drunken occasions. Anyway, so that's where I came from. So the pancake thing, and I would wake up and be like, oh my God, my name's Pancake. And it, it gave me a sense, even even though I was my father was a minister and there's this deep Christian, heaven and hell, and this is, and Jesus and all that stuff. I had this idea of like, when I learned about reincarnation, I was like, I think I'm going to have a funny life. And it's just like, God has a sense of humor and this is going to be kind of wacky. Right. Now, it's funny because not all the pancakes think that way. There are plenty of pancakes who are, you know, teachers, doctors, right. uh, farmers, you know, uh, my dad was a minister, you know, so anyway, and I have five siblings and none of them are actors, but, uh, so I... There was like, oh, that's already weird and funny. A sense of the absurd. A sense of the absurd and the ridiculous. Yeah. And I even at the time was smart enough and read enough that I viewed our childhood as a, as I like to call it, a gothic Appalachian farce. I mean, there were just too many crazy weird things happen, and i was surrounded by characters in this big house called Mill Meadow and we were all pancakes and like, we just had these, these people that worked for my, for us, for our parents were just such characters. Like our housekeeper Effie Hot and there were all these families in the neighborhood, in the town called Hot, H-O-T-T. Right. And her granddaughter Cookie Hot and her daughter Dumpy Hot. I mean, it was just all like, and so. Some were named some were not. And yeah. it was just this crazy life, and I had it such a... Now, my older sister is this very... She's a very famous short story writer, especially in West Virginia, and she has a whole dark... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very bleak take take on it, uh, which is very different than mine. And she and I are very close now. Right. But she, her creative and her artistic uh, experience and her life experience of our childhood and... Our family relationship to this day and mine are so different. Right. And it's all about perspective and brain chemistry and this yeah. is the kind of personality you have and just lots and lots of issues right so it's it could have gone either way
0: it could have gone either way and it went to the funny way but it's
1: my little sister who's little i mean she's you know right. in, her, in her i mean in her early 20s she's younger than me um right. she's, lives here now she has three kids and she tells people like you know i always made her laugh i made people laugh because it was a deflection like a lot of gay people don't please like me so right. if you find out my truth you won't kill me or kick right. me out of the family and i also get my got me out of trouble like i would pick on my little i have four little brothers sister my my one older sister six of us so I was constantly like so like I am now jittery and talkative and like sassy and bitchy even then right. and so I would like pick 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 and then they would cry and I would make them laugh and then they would not tell my mother
0: right so I did so it, early it was on a, it was a weapon
1: yeah and to a get tool. Uh, and also a you know to get out
0: of jail free card right you now I love that did you ever think of changing your name? Because as an actor, yes. you could—you've got like a. Well, my agent said, you know, you could—you could do it, and it wouldn't be a big deal. I did because I remember in
1: freshman year of college, I went to WVU, and this, God, these fucking—this oh, doesn't feel bad. I remember the people that I was taught from had some amazing teachers at Western University. Yeah. Let me say that. But then there were other. I was this guy came down from New York. who was this famous New York teacher. I won't say his name. I think he's still alive. But he would come down and give these, you know, give the senior girls herpes and give these bon mots of wisdom. <laughs> Bon Mows. What was a
0: rite of passage if you're in the drama department? I just remember
1: thinking that yeah. that was a thing that he seemed to be doing, and, and and like we were all brought in as freshmen, and like we got right. to have like an audience with this man, and and um and I was like, my, we got to ask a question, like who this fucker is, and what he ever right. did after that or before, who knows, you know, right. and um, but he was from New York, from the real world, real stage. Right. And, um, he came down and it was like, I, we each got to ask a question of mine I was like, my last name is pancake. Should I change my name? And he said, not unless you want to do commercials the rest of your life. And everyone laughed. And I thought that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, I'd take, I'll take more commercials now. You,
0: you should, you should change it unless, unless you, you want we- to do. Yes. yes. Okay. okay.
1: I said. yes. That's what I meant. So okay. he's like, unless you want to do commercials. Yeah. So okay. he was
0: saying change it.
1: Yeah. He was saying change it. Yeah. Uh, so, and then at, at that time, we were being trained to be like these wonderful regional theater actors or Broadway right. actors. It wasn't like wackadoodle improv sketch boy that I became, right. yeah. sitcom guy. So I went home to my parents and my, and my and I said, I have my uncle, my daddy, his name was Joe Joe Pancake, and my uncle Johnny were there, and I was like, I'm going to change my name to either Sam Stewart, Stewart's a family name, or. Sam Spencer is not a family name, but I thought that sounded good. They're like, "How dare you! You're not." That was one thing my father put his foot down. He let me be an actor. He went, let me go to school for theater and major in it and paid for it. But he was not going to have that. And I'm now glad I didn't. Yeah. No, it I could have worked against me many times, but I'm only going to think about the times it's worked for me.
0: That's all. <laughs> there you go. Where was? It, you know, I'm sure you've heard every dumb joke in the book about it. Was yeah. there? Is there one that you think is? Oh, that's actually clever. I'm going to give you that. Up. I'm going to give it up to you. I did, one. and it was okay. actually
1: uh not to n- drop a name too late william shatner when i did when t- i remember? i have that i have him
0: on my list i want a shatner story oh, honey, you I got work a couple. for shit my dad says yeah he seems nuts in a way yeah well the yeah. first thing you
1: realize is like oh he's a lot older like right. you know, he's he at that time was like that was 2010 and he was like 79 yeah and so he's an old man he was like really red and like bloat like kind yeah. of like like I don't want not say bloated, I don't know, but just he was this kind of puffy and like right. this little. He was, he's not tall.
0: Right. Um, Plus, he never got gray, so you don't think of him as seventy-nine he's gray you think now. He, but yes, it's,
1: I don't know where it's it's right. not coming out of the head. Let's just say
0: <laughs> I don't think. And God
1: bless everyone. Right. So, um, but he is silver now, or at sure. least he was then. Yeah. So uh, he um, he was. Uh, um. Oh, so I got that, and he was the kind of guy where like you could be really like he could be in the moment with you and really talk to you, or he could be such a total dick. Like, "Good morning, right. Bill," and he'd be like, mm. "So, right. at one point when he was kind of on an upswing, and I worked with Tim Bagley on the ones I did too because we played roommates, and Tim right. Bagley's amazing, and this always been kind of someone I've looked up to a lot. It's so fun to work with, and so Tim was I think there for this. But I said we were talking about my name, and I was like, "Yes, it's it's real." During the whole story, and um. I was like, I've heard them all. Don't worry. I was like, and I was kind of like sassy to Shatner. I was like, Don't worry, I've heard them all. I don't want to hear another. He's like, Well, don't be flip about it. And I was like, Well, I'm not being flip about it. I was like, Boom, good
0: <laughs> one, Shat. I, I love that. That's really <laughs> good. good. But, I like, like
1: that one. And of course, coming from his mouth, like, Well, don't be flip yeah. about it. Yeah. And I was like, amazing. Thank you, Captain Kirk. Busted. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, that was a good one.
0: Now, when I look at your resume, there's. You know, big TV shows, big movies, things like that. And then there's Casita del Campo and these fun (laughs) things. Is there a difference to you between the big stuff and the fun stuff? Or is it... You start to think of it as, like, I'm doing my thing. And sometimes they pay me a lot. And sometimes I'm on a roof in Silver Lake reading a Noel Coward story. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, whatever. It's funny you say that because just in the last couple of years has it become that to me. It used to be... It used to be, except for the money, of course. Now we're right. not talking about the money because, of course, everyone knows, you you know, the things you get get paid a little, paid a lot, residuals, right. whatever. But the thing that I finally got the groove of, and it's a part of my spiritual journey, if you will, is just, yes, it is all the same. And the more... I think that the more you think of it as all the same, the healthier you are. Exactly. I think. And the more the, the money comes to you, right. which has just been absolutely true in my life in a really weird way, especially in the last few years where I kind of straightened up, straightened up my act, got sober, and got and got back, on the, got back in the saddle because I right. was off for a little bit. But anyway, I'm back on the saddle. So the thing is, I used to be like, oh, God, I just want to book jobs and make money and I have had some good years and some bad years and series and not series and I'm not doing that stupid little thing. I'm not doing this. And I remember doing Facts of Life, which you saw. I came to Blair. every <laughs> night you guys did yes. it at
0: the, at the center. And right? I remember being like, With well, life, Facts of Life and you were Blair Warner. Yeah. And we yeah. did
1: on and off late 90s, early 2000s and I was like, if I'm still 40 wearing a wig on stage playing a teenage girl shoot, me. Well, honey, I'm over 40 now <laughs> and still doing it and having the time of my life. And I have gotten jobs from being, doing, I got a, the big, one of the biggest movies I've been in from doing plays at bar when I had to go back to bar backing there for right. a year after the commercial strike in 2000. Right. Like you never know where it's going to come from. Every once in a while I'll have this little like, with like Jackie books, like 17 more Golden Girls shows. And I'll be like, holy fuck. My thing about all that is just like the paid work has to come first. And Golden Girls, we get paid really... We get paid pretty well for. Right. The Golden Girls
0: live stage show at Cedar Del Campo. Yes. Yes.
1: Which will now be the last two weekends of August this year in 2015. So, it is all of a piece now. It's all fun. It keeps rolling along. The people... Every... I'm doing a benefit now, which is six nights... Uh... With um, it's called Snapshots. I'm in the scene that Mark Cherry wrote, and I'm working with Carolyn Hennessy, who's amazing, and Tricia Kelly. And that's something else I should push. It's going to be the Stella Adler Theater, and it's one of those things. Again, it's a freebie. It's, it's a benefit. Just, but you just have to. I just have to say a front caveat: if I get a paying job, you got to have a backup. Yeah. Like that's only, and usually things work out, and when I pray, it's usually just for the scheduling to work out because, right. you know, and so far things do, and I've been fortunate enough to have like a nice. You know, if someone's watching Yes Dear somewhere, the fucking residuals are like King of Queens, still what's paying the, off. What's
0: the thing that, that surprisingly pays you more residuals than you ever thought it would? Yes
1: Dear, which I never... It's not that much anymore, but for a while there was like, people watch Yes Dear somewhere right. or Till Death? Right. Which was a wonderful experience. Brad Garrett and Julie Fisher were dreams, but like I right. was like... Who watches it? Because, you know, it's not, yeah. like, not something we watch. Not, no, but know. America watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And frickin' Wings, which yeah. I did my first job. That was your 19... first thing
0: on your IMDb.
1: 1990, y'all. I was a, just yeah. a baby. Yeah. But um, still, someone's watching it somewhere. Love it. And the, all these channels they have to fill, I, I get a nice, like... The, well, it's not a surprise. The movie Gia with the HBO movie, that still Angelina has money. Jolie. Yeah, yeah. What did you play in that? I played Scavullo's assistant number one. Right. And I worked with Angelina before she was Angelina, and she was amazing, and she was so cool. And was
0: we- she cool? Because I interviewed her for Out Magazine for that for that movie. And I felt like she was fine, but she was really skittish. and She, she was really going through some stuff. And she made well, sure that the director was with her. I mean, oh, you just yeah. felt like there, she wasn't mean or anything, but I was like, oh, there's a lot going on yeah. there. She's not the confident girl that she is now.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. I, there was a lot going on there, from what yeah. I understand. She was playing a scene in which she is... Dying from heroin abuse There's a huge abscess on her hand But she's at a photo shoot And I'm bitchy about it And I'm like Oh look at that thing on her hand It's like a volcano Yes I still know my lines Right Um, Because people say them to me All the time Like I don't remember them myself It's just cute when people Come up to Starbucks And say whatever Yeah So she and I get in a fight She has a knife I take it away She cusses me out But she was like Totally in the zone acting wise I totally respected that and she was really nice. She was really—I mean, she was kind in, in, to the best of her ability. I was marveling because we didn't know who she was yet. This is '97 right. when we shot it. I was marveling at the fact of how good her fucking acting was, and she had to have this go from like, like zonked out, nodding off, heroin thing, to like freak out, cuss me out, grab a knife from me, fight with me, take after take after take. And it was only one day, but it was like I was like, this is this girl's fucking good. That's you know?
0: amazing. Yeah, You've worked with some cool people right on their way up, like Bradley Cooper you did that show with, <laughs> yes. and then he blew on. Well, I was on my way down. Uh, yeah, Bradley. I remember, like, I
1: did the show, Kitchen Confidential, which was, you can still, again, that's another one. used to be series canceled, disappears forever. Now, yeah. and I'm sure that's because freaking Bradley's a lead, and he's right. amazing, and he's in his underwear a lot. But, uh ladies and gentlemen. Mm. But uh, check out Netflix now because it's on iTunes and Netflix. I get checks still. Tiny, but still. So people are watching it. So that's nice. But Bradley was so cool. He'd only done like Wedding Crashers and Wet American Summer. This was in 2005. And he was so good in that show. And I used to say to him, I used to say to him, Bradley, I'd say, I would say, you should, if this has a trajectory it should, you should at least be nominated for an Emmy, if not win one for and it what happened with that was you know it was the new Darren Star show, it was all these great actor guys. It was supposed to be the male sex in the city. But what happened was Fox changed its presidents, it came in with one, the pilot came in with one president, she left that summer, new president, and he was just not into it. And yeah, it was, he had to he had to pee his own just, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mark territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it was also how heartbreaking is that for the you with something like that, because that could have been. It could have made it could have made the, made the you know, difference. The I know big, I the Big brain Theory. I honestly, Dennis,
1: I can't think about it.
0: Yeah, I, good. I can't go down you, that you road. You would go crazy.
1: Well, you know, I am. My drinking and drug use got out of control, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I had to go to rehab in 2012. So <laughs> that's um. It could have been worse. I mean, it was bad enough that I knew to go. And thank Christ for our insurance, but like, yeah, I've had my rough times. You know, yeah. it was hard, and that was that was really hard. I remember when we did Love Spring. Right. We kind of knew maybe it was such a great experiment, and we right. kind of knew maybe, but that the, the it was the best-rated pilot,
0: right. the, the, the
1: best, uh, uh, the best-reviewed new show of the season. Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen was. Confidential. But like we knew
0: with Love Spring that it was like lifetime and yeah. scrappy, and we were out in the night. valley. Yeah. Like we
1: felt like we were. <laughs> We were literally, lucky to sneak in. Yeah, you know? we were we were literally trapped in a building together yes. all like
0: spring yeah. and summer. That was, that was so funny. I, I, so it was fun. such a weird. You know, I wrote on that show. You were one of the actors, and yeah. I really, it, I appreciated that that happened. But it was weird at the time it was happening because there was so much about it that was oh my god, unknown. So like weird. I didn't even get paid until we were done. Holy shit! You know, like the deal or whatever. And oh my god! It was yeah, so but you know what I mean. So it was kind of like. It was like, God, oh, that was really great. It was, yeah. It was... I look back and I'm glad
1: we... And I, When I see them, it was wonderful working with the actors for me, especially Wendy and Jane. And... Uh <laughs> but it was, as everyone pointed out, as the guest stars that came through would pointed out, it was a very bizarre way of working. And you have to understand, people, we, we improvised everything. And there were constantly the directors and producers off camera yelling new lines at us or try this or try that. And unless you were used to it, which it took us all a while to get used to, uh, if you were just a guest star plunged in, it was a very difficult way of working for some people.
0: Yeah. Let's I just say. I, yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. As you know, I'm just telling them.
0: Yeah. Now, kitchen, um, bit, yeah, but that one, that one was touted.
1: Oh my God. It was going to be, I thought my life was made. I, I remember exactly where I was when I found out it was canceled. I where, was where on the you? treadmill in the garage at our my old house in Silver Lake on Waverly Drive and I got the news from Bonnie Somerville who was also in the series because we knew they had four and there was a, ba- they aired four of them. Then it was when Fox used to foolishly do like the, the World Series in the middle of the, of the summer right. and not, not work out the scheduling and then we came back for one and then we didn't, uh, it never came back and we, Really thought it would do better than that, and they had like it was. In my career experience, I have never been treated better. And I wasn't even—I mean, I was in every episode, but of course, it's that thing where like I was not an official series regular because of money, whatever. You know, it was. But I
0: remember there was press around you. We got I remember yeah. places. Yeah. I got to—you
1: know—I came out officially in Out Magazine. No one cared. I remember uh, that. No one was surprised by it. Um, uh, I don't think. But uh, it was. Yeah, it was big. It was like they were. They would just tell us all the time. The producers So you were on the treadmill and you got a call. I was on the treadmill and I got the call from Bonnie. She's like, we were canceled. Mm. And I remember, and plus the last day we worked, I, it's so, it's probably pathetic that I remember all this vividly. But I have a pretty good memory for times where I wasn't sinking drunk. But um, I just remember the last day we shot was Halloween. And we had to, as the actors, we went around and judged this pumpkin carving contest that all the crew did. And they were amazing. And we didn't, we thought we'd be back in a couple weeks. And then we got canceled, because we'd shot 13, and we'd become such a little tribe, as you do on a series. Um, and, and, and it was fun for me, because it was, like, these really, all these great guys, and then the girls are just Jamie King and Bonnie Somerville, and then me and, like, great guest stars. So, and I was, like, the only gay guy. I was, like, the only gay people involved were, like, me and Darren Starr. Right. And so I felt like this little mascot pet. Is he around
0: a lot? Darren I feel like he... Darren around He doesn't seem that hands-on to me.
1: He wasn't the showrunner. That was right. da- David Hemmingson, was his baby, but, like... Yeah. But Darren was, you know, he had my back always, which was nice. That's cool. Yeah, and I got to do a lot of fun stuff, and it was just, it was just a really great experience for me. Uh, you know, though I will say this, I have another famous actress friend who, because <laughs> there were so many personal dynamics and guys and girls and crushes and sleepings with and uh, just things happening behind the scenes,
0: not, not. Are you, are you trying to say that you fucked Bradley Cooper? I did is that what not, this is
1: about? No. Did he fuck you? No, no. No, no, no. Bradley is. People always ask me if he's gay. He's so straight. Right. Bradley is, is so straight. Um, but uh, people want him to be gay. And he ain't. He's a great guy. He's a sweetheart, and I, I do love him. But. Uh, my friend said to me, a, a very experienced actress in a lot of series, after, because we worked on it three months, and she was like, You guys got out just in time before everyone hated each other. I'm like, right. Maybe that's true. I don't, there wasn't anyone on there I can see hating because, but I got to come in and be sassy once a day, and they had, Bradley had all the heavy lifting. That's And cool. Nikki Brendan and John Cho and, John Daly from Freaks and Geeks, and you know it was it was kind of a joy. I love it. Lots of parties, lots of free stuff. I miss that.
0: What did you get for free that was cool? Oh that my you still god. have? Like, oh, I still have that backpack.
1: I have. I do. I think I do have a backpack. I have a lot of backpacks from shows. Yeah. I had the best when my character actually was not being a waiter. When he got to go out, I got yeah. the best fucking Gucci clothes and like. Did you get uh, to take it? No. Yes. I, well, if I had known, right, you would have. Yeah, because I was like, oh my god, I never had a pair of like Gucci pants on before. I'm like. No wonder people, they cost this much. They make your ass look amazing. They yeah. They were fucking, they were the sister of the traveling pants. They make your ass look amazing. Yeah. Anyway, but, Rich uh, people's
0: stuff is just better. Yes. It is. It is. It's just better. You put it on and you feel it. And, and also, it the
1: thing you didn't realize before you become an actor, or I didn't because I wasn't raised in bespoke suits, was like, oh, they tailor everything to you. Yeah. That's why Edie Falco looks so hot as Nurse Jackie. Yeah. It's tailored scrubs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like everything is fitted to everyone. It's not so. like a blousey Penny. am I pulling this off, you know, button-down shirt. Yeah. Not that I would ever wear that. I mean, Jesus.
0: Now, um, you mentioned earlier, and you posted on Facebook this week, three years sober.
1: Oh, yeah. and three years sober, June Way to go, Sam Pancake. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Janice, thank you. That means a lot I, to me. And
0: I remember right, the first time you <laughs> oh, did no. this match after it happened. Oh, yeah. And, That's right. And I remember talking a little bit about it and... You were yeah. funnier than ever? What Thank surprised you. you about sobriety? Dennis,
1: that's nice of you to say because I remember you saying that to me it was like, oh my god, you're funnier than ever. And you really you you're were you always been funny, like, but yeah. you were
0: I think you, I I don't know what this is like for somebody that's funny, but like, what will change about me if I don't have yes. that part of my life? Will yeah. I be funny anymore? Is this why? Whatever. Well, I and just let I thought be... you were sharper and funnier than ever.
1: Well, thank you. I feel not to be conceited, but I feel like I was because I'm present. Mm-hmm. Because I even when I wasn't, I mean, I was never drunk. We drank a little bit during mismatch game. That's a whole, you know, we would have some that's swallows. That's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. But I never drank at a job. I never drank on. Uh, there was a couple. Well, I won't get into it. It's kind of dark. But there were a couple times. I was I, on TV where I was a little bit high on something else, but I never, but do that they, was kind go, of an accident. Do you get
0: those residual checks yes, and there's I like do. a, there's like a list of a do. little line item where it's like,
1: <laughs> Dennis off camera, off the record. I'll tell you a couple stories that I'm not prepared to share with America about that. Okay. But, okay.
0: okay, okay uh, good. All
1: right. But, yeah. Um, I knew that I couldn't, cause I had done a couple of improv shows where I was like, I'll have a f- couple of cocktails before and see how this goes. And it didn't work because I, and I also would have done like, when I've been a guest star groundling stuff like Crazy Uncle Joe or the um what's the other one called that they do um, where you, they have like a guest star right? and it's long form improv, um, the gas show. But I was like, I knew cause I was too scared and too respectful of those people to be adulterated in any way. Right. And I knew I was funnier when I didn't drink. I right. knew there's one scene in love spring where remember guy had a bar in his office yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wasn't in the, I was not in the thro- throes of alcoholism then. Right. I mean, I drank, but I drank fairly normally and I knew how to pull my shit together when I was working, like on a right. series. I was, I was very professional in that way, in that sense. Thank God. And um, But there was one scene, and I, I, I've, when I've seen it again, I, I, can, I know what it is because it was a super late night. We were shooting, which we rarely did, late into the night on a Friday. And so we had a couple of drinks, or at least I did. Alanis Morissette was in the episode. And you can hear my accent come out. I'm like, ha, like, forget. Like, I, my West Virginia accent comes out, Wow. like, when I was drinking, you could tell. So I'm like... And, I, and I, I remember thinking, in that scene, working on it, like, I'm not in control here. It, this is not good. I, I'm not at my sharpest. So even though... But having been sober, sober, because I often was hung over a lot, certainly. Right. And that impacts you more than being drunk, like, because you're fucking miserable. Right. And I had become so used to hangovers that it was just my, my status quo. And then that was the big thing about getting sober. It's like, oh, I don't feel like shit all the time. You know, it was... <laughs> was there yeah. anything about Surprise. it that surprised you? I, well, Soriety? this is kind of deep, but I was really depressed at the end, like... A lot of 11 and the beginning of 12, I went into, re- into the detox ward, and this gets a little heavy folks, but I was so sick from drinking that I almost, I could have died. And I was so suicidal from drinking that I, uh, I, 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 didn't try anything, but I was in a very, very, very dark place in the spring of 12 yet still doing like <laughs> the legend of Billie Jean, the musical on some weekends. Right. I don't know. I still don't that those that last year, I don't know how I fucking did it. So, um, what got you into rehab? Well, I'll I'll tell you. Um, It's, uh... I was going to say something about... And after you do this, I'm going to share a story with you that's going to blow your mind. Okay. I, um... I forgot, I lost my train of thought. I was, um, I was really, I was in a really dark place. Oh, the thing that surprised me. I thought I had depression, and I was always saying like, I need Xanax. I have anxiety. Uh, uh, I need something. Um, I just need to sleep. After I stopped drinking, and I was doing lots of pills too, lots of unprescribed pills. And when I total value the dolls, which we used to laugh at, and then it right. fucking became my life. And it's, right. it's again, Neely O'Hara. It's not fun. Um, when I stopped everything, I have no depression naturally. My anxiety is manageable. It's only like stupid career stuff, which is, at the end of the day, not that important. Right. I feel love and joy most of the time. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, all my problems are because I was drinking. So that keeps me sober. Right. You know? I just can't risk going back to that dark place again. It's harder for people I know who naturally have depression and, and, and way worse anxiety. So what happened was I was getting... It, long story short, I was supposed to meet Drew... Uh, at the, at the, we were doing a five-minute commercial for actually Strong Choices at the UCB. Uh, we were doing it Rob Delaney and Dave Holmes show. I was just to meet him in a restaurant before. I had been drinking all day. I went to the restaurant. Drew wasn't there because he was next door and had texted me that. But instead, and this is at the end of months and weeks of just constant drinking and really bad behavior. I went in my car. I went to my friend's house because I knew she had liquor. I had her key. I, I, everyone involved in the story knows all this. Um, I got drunk and passed out, and my friends went on a manhunt. My f- friends finally found me at her house she was out of town and they took me to my sister who lives here who's a social worker and she said you missed a show even though it was just a little five-minute commercial you have to cancel your shows this weekend and you're going into rehab you fit your bottom and I said and I said yes they tried to make me go to rehab I finally said yes right yes 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 and so and then I went to the hospital and detoxed for five uh, days and nights which is a, if you know about these things it's a very long time um, I was really pretty bad. I messed up my liver pretty badly. Um, and ever since then, I mean, you know, it's it's been pretty great. I can't, and P.S., I was old. I mean, I'm not going to say how old I was, but I was, you know, deep into my 40s. Right. And it was time. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is I'm so fucking lucky that I didn't get any DUIs. It's a miracle that I didn't have any DUIs or any legal problems. I didn't kill anybody, didn't kill myself. Yeah. What's your story?
0: All right. Well, I, I want to double check and make sure this is recording because we're not plugged in. So sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, it it uh okay it, it okay all right Sam pancake this is going to blow your mind what well maybe not but i don't know if it'll blow your mind you'll find it you'll find it whatever okay so in august i started to have some health problems i've had some work challenges the last year okay um, oh yeah yeah yeah, dig- yeah. you know just uh, just not getting enough work and just yes, whatever yes i traumatic understand things whatever and i started having digestive issues in august and going to different doctors trying this trying that and then it sort of in October it sort of became sinusitis. Oh in my nose. So I was like and I finally <clears throat> found out I had food allergies, changed my diet, it went away. Oh, but it wow. was all stress related. And it was yes. like whack-a-mole in my body. Yes. And the springtime came around, <clears throat> I still wasn't sleeping. I still wasn't digesting well. So and I was like, if I could just sleep better, I think this other stuff would work itself out. So I tried trazodone Had a disastrous Thing oh, with that yeah yeah And Familiar. five years ago Before I got the job On fashion police When I was going through A rough time I saw a psychiatrist And we did an Antidepressant thing And finally found The way it worked And it was okay And it helped And I was also doing A quarter Clonopin, Um Three times a day um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try, that I don't want to go on the antidepressant again, but I'm going to try that again. Cause it worked for me and it'll, it, maybe it'll help me sleep. And maybe it'll help my digestion. Yes. So, and it's not that much, you know, it's not yeah, even a full yeah. pill a day. Yeah. I did. Um, I did that for three weeks. My digestion got better. My sleep got better. Um, I didn't like being on it. I didn't like the way it felt, Yeah. but I was like, okay, mission accomplished. I'm going to go off this now. Couldn't come off it. I had this thing called. Um, protracted benzodiazepine withdrawal so oh, it ha- it happens sometimes with valium and Xanax that class of drugs yes. oh
1: i was in a and so job, yeah. i couldn't
0: i couldn't funny. i would have this electric thing and i couldn't come off it so my doctor's like well try another taper try this and whatever and i got to the end of my taper and i couldn't come off it oh, and it, at this long of time i had been stressed since and i've had so much stress and trauma yeah. that i was just done and i was like this is too big for me i cannot handle this I am I am gonna die like I I am I have no idea no you know I mean it's recent and whatever and I'm coming out here on the thing okay long story short I talked to to my psychiatrist I said what do people do when they because I would still be up now if I didn't do something yeah I ended up at detox. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did three days. Medical detox. Yes. Yes. But because of how I did that, I had to be in a drug treatment program. So I have been going to 12-step meetings. Really? Yes. I I go um, four times a week to Glendale Adventist in order for my insurance to cover it. That's where I went to... Are you Gats? That's where I went to get Oh shit. We that, could talk shit about everybody. Oh my Not god. Not shit, but we could dish Dennis, about everybody. Are you hitting no, me? No, and it's the most surreal thing cuz you to so the me. hospital and I went to the rehab. I first of all I said I know. Is this, it is this It's actually blowing my mind. No, because I never drank, I never smoked, I never did anything. Yeah. I was always that guy. Clean teen. I was a clean teen. And I think because of that my tolerance for things was weird and my stress level and whatever um but there was a rock bottom feeling to so where you know, I was. It feels like yes, you I know, it. know what it feels. I don't have the substance history of these people, but I know what it feels like. Because you to know feel you. Like, yes, you know what you this should is be. Bigger than me. Good for you. I cannot do this. And and myself. It's so great that you
1: recognize that because a lot of people don't. I
0: don't. I, there was no other option. Yeah. You know, like because I went back. The pills. I couldn't. I wasn't. I couldn't take them and function, and I couldn't not take them. Like I was. That was fucked. me with
1: drinking. So I got to that point. It was like I had to drink to feel remotely. That normal first thing and I of like function. my life
0: is unmanageable. I'm like, <laughs> yes, sign me yes, up. Yes. Like it was so weird. If so I had been known that
1: and that that step one thing, if I had known that earlier, I would have probably been like, oh yeah, this is because this is unmanageable. Me. I do not know that was even a factor. You know, or a, a so qualification. So it's been very
0: surreal, and I Funny. don't know what this time is. I, it's been profound in a way, and I don't know what this. What this is meant to illuminate in me, but I'm kind of in the middle of it. I got my wow. 30-day key oh at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting today. Oh and my you know God, what? Dennis! I know. Check it out. If Isn't i hadn't walked into a
1: meeting and see you there, I would probably start screaming because I, I, I didn't drink. I wouldn't know. I, was like, is I know, it a like meth
0: problem? And the thing is, I you know, it was Listen. three weeks. It was four weeks, you know, with with me and the taper. It was not long. It started in April, so there's wow. not a lot of wreckage. Oh, there's not I a see. lot of people that I have to yeah, remember yeah. that time. I no, it was like three weeks. And then, anyway, so it's were you so at weird. ads for like resident, like for no, I job. I didn't I um I was um, IOP outpatient okay intensive outpatient I it did outpatient. so I'm doing that <laughs> but I'm in there with all these people who I've I had to you all the counselors yes who, who have had um, they were
1: tornadoes through their lives they wrecked tornadoes, everything tornadoes and I no one left to
0: turn to they had ruined every relationship and the weird thing is I I don't go I'm not like them I go oh I get. I feel, um... I know what it is to feel in that bomb Well, the thing that which we say so
1: weird. as you know is in this 12 steps step, if you look for the similarities not the differences in everyone and yeah. so you saw the similarities
0: for sure yeah and i had horrible withdrawals even
1: after i went through detox that's the worst thing i think to go through those kill yes. stuff it's really bad. my but dad was on Adderall for crazy. 15 years yeah he he couldn't get off of it and
0: i and it doesn't happen to everyone that goes on them and the reason these drugs are popular is cuz they do work and they yeah. help people Yeah. and yeah. they had helped me but if they backfire on you they th- fucking go in. It's it's not to be fucked
1: with. It and so is. I
0: have... I've had... This... Monday was the last night I had really bad withdrawals and, like, anxiety and, like, oh, shit, I have anxiety and I can't take any of that other stuff. So it's yeah. been... It's been... Wow. Crazy. Dennis, but we have to talk about yes. ads
1: and all of that stuff. Thanks for coming out to me. Oh I know. Well,
0: it's very... um
1: Please just... Please don't tell me you're gay. I will no, really, I know. really have to throw your but it, computer in the pool.
0: But there is a parallel to my work stuff and substances. Like, there was this big thing that wants me dead. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, you know what I mean? That's how it felt. It's out to get me. It's out to get me and I don't think, it's not all in my head, but I also don't think you can't buy into that myth Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to come to terms with it. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I haven't landed on how it all works. You will. It's but I'm grateful to be in a place where people talk about how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they reckon with stuff. Yes.
1: And I love that we at this place we went to. There's continuing care for a year after you enter. Yeah. And I went to all of it. I loved it. And I know that helps get sober. You still me go to sober. meetings? I
0: have to go I, to X amount of meetings per week. Well, you in addition know. to my I thing. do.
1: Voluntarily, yeah. But then I, I did that too, and because you have to do little things. Yeah, 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 And I, um, I went there. That was my home group. Thursday night AA meeting was right my on. home group there. And I was, I only recently stopped going there because it was kind of far, and Thursday's hard for shows and schedules. For right. at least two years, I was there every Thursday night, and often a lot more.
0: You know what? I There's love it over there. It's it saved works. my life. Yeah. There's a reason this stuff works. Yeah. It's giving me real insight into it. It's and, so funny. I'm glad you um, hear you
1: say this because just see, I've, even recently I overheard or a friend who's a good friend saying something kind of like, who, who just is not, who maybe has a problem and doesn't want to look at it, but like was kind of rolling their eyes about the program. They didn't know I heard this. And they also were kind of putting down therapy, which I also love my therapist. And I just want to... People who don't understand, who like are rolling their eyes about AA, because I, I, I should have been in earlier, and I knew people that were sober, but I didn't have any judgments about them. I'm like, oh, too bad for them. I'm glad I get to drink. Right. Because I was a progressive alcoholic. Right. For a while, I was okay. always kind of had to do a little too many drugs here and there probably was less high functioning than I thought but still got by and then it got real shit storm. But this firm's kinda of wrong their eyes and I'm like, "Why well, you really don't get it. Like you really don't understand what it's like to have that in your head and to be have something that's completely ruling you. That sneaks up on you too. Like with you, like you know, it was like it just you didn't have that experience until you put those substances in your body. And I right?
0: yeah, and they were and it was a tiny amount, but they wanted, they were fucking yeah. with me yeah. and I couldn't They're crack in, it's it. It's insidious. And by that point I had been struggling with some kind of illness or another for a long time and I was like. I didn't know. What. And the, what was amazing to me
1: was see, how people want to point out that you don't know what people are going through. I don't know who I'm looking at. I'm looking at camera three in the yeah. pool. <laughs> but like, I known Dennis, we see each other a lot and like, he's a
0: delight. Yeah. And I didn't know really through all this stuff. People are having a battle that you don't know anything about. That's the thing. That's where all this stuff about comparing yourself to other people's outsides. Yeah. This is all stuff I've picked up in meetings and. Yep you learn, you know, when you are here in LA doing your thing, you have a lot of friends that seem really successful yeah. and they've got all this and you look on Facebook and oh my God, they're in Tahiti and look at that perfect husband. <laughs> right. Fuck look them with the their body. marriage. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you feel like everyone's got it figured out, but you, Yes. and you're, Oh yeah, neat, I guess that's true. And then you go somewhere like this and you realize, Oh shit, people, everyone has their stuff.
1: Yeah. Everyone absolutely. has their stuff. Absolutely. And I, the other thing, going back to the really famous thing, like, I don't know what to share or not, but I've certainly seen extremely famous people at meetings speak people who you think own the world and do own the world. Right. I mean, like really, and you're like, and they have the same like mind stuff that I I can, like this one person was talking about, um, uh, trying to make up for lost time and like never feeling that he was doing enough or good enough. And like you, so it's like, Oh, it's that part of that disease or that mindset or just being an actor in general, they all people, everyone at every level feels it to some degree. And uh, what else was I going to say? I completely lost my train of thought. Well, that's
0: oh. so exciting. We've opened a whole, like, <laughs> yes bundle of, yeah. uh, there's the giddiness that comes with, yes. you're only as sick as your, your secrets. secrets. And happy, joys and free now. <laughs> so, But I also know the other side,
1: like I said, the famous thing was, like, I know through my good, close friends who are very famous or way famous more than I or whatever or if you want to play that game is all the problems with that too not problems again it's all problems you want to have and life's as good as you make it but like but there's there are problems they, there are problems at every level to try to like because we're all on a journey and like I have a friend who does very well and like there have been times in my life where she, where this person's talking about should I take that movie or this movie or this money is good enough where I'm like I just get unemployment and this person has been so sensitive with me. It's like, is this make you want to fucking kill me? I understand. And I'm like, no, your problems are your problems. Your pain is your pain. Of course, with every friend, you want to be like you and I'm allowed in this relationship be like, calm the fuck down. You're yeah. just be grateful and shut the fuck up. Yeah. But there are other times you're like, I totally get it. That's that's where you are in your life now. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and wish that you were failing just to make myself feel better. Because right. I know people like that, too and I've had friends like that and I've had to be bye-bye friend if you can't be happy for me you know
0: I can't were, be your friend once you went in were you did you surrender and you were you were like percent that's amazing Cause, because you know when you're in there for like you know my outpatient thing you see new people come in And you see the ones that are... You see people grow, which is amazing. Yeah. And you see the way they look. But you also see see people that still kind of have a chip on their shoulder. And you're like, I don't know. And then you see people that, like, sort of surrender to something. And you're like, oh... You, you got a shot because you're yeah. sitting there wondering hoping that everyone's going to be okay yeah. but these are people that have relapsed a bunch of times and yes. been in trouble with the law and like got their kids taken yes. away and we're all in there like the breakfast club yeah, and I'm yes, like completely. one of them oh my god Dennis I can't it's believe it's really, this really an experience. poignant
1: it's very poignant it's and so fucking entertaining yeah
0: <laughs> well and also like there's a guy that came in like this kind of macho guy recently and we've kind of bonded in a way and he's never spoke about his feelings before ever in his was life, never yeah. okay. Ever in his yes. life, I know those guys. I, and they and they, cry, you know, it's really profound. To I just was, go somewhere and talk about stuff.
1: Yeah, with stra- with near strangers. Yeah, also people when I was there because I was residents. They're resident. all, all kind of similar, you yeah, know? Yeah, completely. Uh, and all with these human problems and substance problems. And I just remember, like, still with my... I was the only gay guy there in the group before, during, and after. Because there's, like, as Dennis knows, it's, like, you're with your group of people. And there's some people that, like... There's, there's like, no gays you, over there. I'm No it. gays and no showbiz. No. I was I was the only gay in the showbiz. So that, like... Some
0: below the line. Y- y- <laughs> there's a <laughs> the craft, craft services NG. check oh, in really? group, That's yeah. funny.
1: I had an actor that I knew a few a few months, uh, like, a year ahead of me, which is Continuing Care, who I'd worked with. But, um... I love that you went to that play yeah, isn't that crazy? And yeah. I like there was some, there was like an A, some uh, ADs or camera people. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it was not, because I, I knew I needed to get in rehab when I was bad. But the only vision I had was some like. Incredibly insanely expensive Lindsay Lohan Malibu situation Where I was like That sounds like a nightmare too Or And this is not This is I had this idea of like Driving past the log cabin meetings On Robertson And seeing all these gay guys out there Every third one of which I knew And being like Oh my god I can't be a part of this Like I had this I had this twisted idea Of what gay West Hollywood sobriety was like Right Recovery group Situation Which right. is Was a very limited thing There, There is that I've been to those meetings Where I'm like Oh my god I know everyone in this room But um but the thing about that was, like, there are all these just like normal, solid people, many of whom I'm still very close to, and I, um, um, it was, it was, oh, it, it did. What was I going to say? It did. It's, oh, when I got there, that was the thing. I had what they called the gift of desperation. I was so sick. I felt miserable. I looked like shit. And it really helped because my sister, when she took me to the emergency room at Glendale Venice. Why did she know that, that,
0: that they had a good she, program? Thank
1: God, well, my, I, I, <clears throat> I had the DT so bad when I stopped that last, it was a Friday when I had my last drink, um. And I was shaking so bad I could hardly walk. I had DT's so bad. This is another thing. So, so many people don't know this. Um, I'm kind of... I've talked a little bit about it in other situations, but I'll tell you, folks. I had DT's, delirium tremors so bad uh, from stopping drinking that I... That's when you can die. You can seize up and have a heart attack and like die. Like
0: seizures and stuff. And people were telling me about... The same about benzos.
1: Same. And you're at risk, my dear, yeah. for like a good year after you're done. So. Right. And I've known... That's kind of dark, but that's true. But my sister... Um, I went to her house. My brother-in-law works in, in public service, kind of, with LAUSD, and she's a social worker. She knew what to do. She got my insurance information. They did all the work. They found GADs. Someone that I knew, there was like a little, they had a video which someone that I know, was like the host for. like, here's what happens. It was like a local TV show. And I was right. like, and I knew this guy would say his He's, name. I know yeah, who yeah, it yeah, yeah, is too, because yeah.
0: I've watched that online exactly. as well. But and I, I didn't like, know if he had any history with it or if it was just a gig. Well okay, anyway. I'm not allowed liberty
1: to speak about it, but like, Whatever. I'll tell you later. Okay. But uh, he I was like, oh my God, it's a sign. This is my friend blah blah blah. He's doing yeah. his thing. And I was like and I like the walkthrough. It was a walkthrough thing. And I told him later and thanked him
0: for it, you know, and he was very happy to hear it. So I bet I watched that too when I was yeah. but my doctor said that's one of the places you can go I was like what do people do? Well my was my insurance yeah so
1: and it was really good insurance thank god and so the next my session,
0: insurance that's why i have to go to all these things for my insurance to cover oh yeah thank me, god that's right do. me too
1: i did i forgot that yeah and if i relapse i remember like it it's in my, that was after insurance now i'm back to sag but like i remember the first one they cover 95 percent, and then the second time you go it's only 50 percent. so it's like i was like oh, my that'll yeah. keep me sober um So my sister, who's a social worker and has taken people many times to emergency rooms and AA meetings, she's been, she, at that point, she's like, I believe me, I've been to a lot of AA meetings. Even my first year, she was like, I've still probably been to more AA meetings than you have because of, with work. She's not an alcoholic. I got to make that clear. She would take clients. Um, she's a normal drinker, but, uh, so she said at the emergency room and at my admission stuff, she's like, I know he'll stay sober. She, she, and she still says that to me. She's like, I knew you would do it. I knew you would do it, and I have a brother who's still an active drug addict, and I have a lot of alcoholism in my family. And she also—why did she
0: know that about you? She just believed in you, and she she could see where you were,
1: and she had faith in me. And she and I are very close, but we're not a mushy, gushy, huggy, lovey family. But it was profound to me that she said that, and it is one of the things that keeps me sober, other than the fact that I just feel a lot better all the time. And she also said, because later on she came to the, you know, the group, the family therapy. Yes, the group, Saturdays. Yeah, just did that, and a friend of mine came.
0: <laughs> oh, and it was see? so weird. You know, and I, you know, it's, yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway. she said that in there too. She's like, I know he's going to be okay. Uh, I know he's going to make it. And he's breaking the cycle in our family. Because my father has lots of problems, including an addiction problem with Ativan for a while. And he just has a lot of problems. He's still alive. He's in a nursing home now. So he's kind of, he's kind of neutered in that way. But my brother, also problems other, other problem people, men, all men in our family, mm. uh, with, with substance abuse problems, most of them dead now, like older men, um, other generation. But she's like, you're going to break the cycle. And I was, and I was like, how can you, you, I have to, because now that my father nursing him, I am kind of the patriarch of my family and my brother caused so much grief and hurt and trouble in my family. I'm like, and that's another part of my story He's like, I was always in his shadow. Like I was the famous successful brother in LA No one knew how bad it was. My sister here knew kind of, because she was like, she said to me, she's like, "I knew you were drinking too much. You stopped coming to the kids. Might have three nephews and nieces here. She's like, you stopped coming to the kids' events, and that's Mm. when I knew it was bad. Because and I was, I was like, I can't. It's like softball, you know, school play, concert. I go all the time now. I'm the best goddamn uncle in America, ladies and gentlemen. But the
0: thing that struck me though when I went into um, detox was I needed a place to fall apart. Yeah. It wasn't just that particular drug or whatever. And how kind everyone was. Yes. Because in this town, in this business, I mean, it's not a revelation <laughs> that it can be tough. Yes. But, like, to be have people be that nice to me, it was pronounced to me yeah. how dramatic that that yes. change, that contrast was. Yeah, it's And it, it was true. so, it was so, um, did the chaplain come around to you? Yes. Oh, boy, did he get a... He, it was their clean access. Coming. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I. Then, no, oh. I, you know, I, 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 it was great,
1: though. It was beautiful. He was so nice because he, the way they do it there, it's an Adventist hospital, but nothing, which part of, the, I've, I've learned this, Adventist, that religion part of their thing is good health and nutrition. Yeah. That's why they are into, like, um, rehab and drug treatment centers. But I remember he said to me, he's like, I'm the chaplain for whatever you want to talk about. I'm yeah. not going to push any agenda on you, which right. I needed to hear. Because, again, from a Christian, Presbyterian father background. And I like that you get to have your own idea of what your higher power is, and but in the hospital, I remember just like I got <laughs> the detox thing because you're still on, even though I declared my last day was the day I went into the, to the right. emergency room. but June you're 23rd, still on like Librium and things and like Ativan, that. And yeah. yeah. And it felt good. I mean, it was like, but it's you need like, it. They, yeah, they know what they're or, doing, or you'll die. Yeah, you could possibly die. And like, I, the food was good. I like. I eventually, got to the part I got bored where I just I would. Go around with my little... What I'm doing is rolling around my IV thing. Right. And I did have a couple of, like... Shirley MacLaine give my daughter her shot. But it was about my fucking crazy neighbor across the hall in Detox. I would have to go down and go, You have to make him shut up. It was this crazy old guy. Yeah. He was... He basically lived there. but He would talk really loudly on the phone to someone imaginary all night. It was crazy. But, like... And my window at the top... I've never talked about this on anywhere, yeah. but I looked over where they did trial runs. Do you know that area of the hospital? I don't know if you were there.
0: No, but mine, my window was, like, pretty Glendale Oh, Hill. see,
1: I had that, and they moved me to yeah. this... That are supposedly to be alone, but I didn't have as good a view. Yeah. But, um... Uh... Um... Drew Drake on the phone, sorry. Oh, I love it. Little cameo. Never stop. Yeah. Drew's here. Uh, He's never far from my heart. Uh, So, but it was, uh, I was, but I was, all that stuff they say there, like I was, I I was teachable. I wanted to get better. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to live. Once I got out of the grip of it, like literally it's so melodramatic, but once I got out of the grip of alcohol and got back to normal ish for then, I came a long way. Of course, since then, three years later, I was like, oh, I'm away from that now. I, I don't need to go back. I just that detox time, and I was in detox for five nights and five days.
0: I was like three. Mine was
1: particularly long because I was, and then my sick. withdrawals
0: came snuck back like four or five really?
1: days later. Yeah. with
0: benzos, it's weird. It, with benzo, yeah, because I was in yeah. there with a lot of benzos people,
1: and I had never, I think, thinking the amount of unprescribed Adivan. Did you have any, Ativan, you have oh, any pill withdrawal? Yeah. I, I, maybe, but it was right. so, I would do so much like unprescribed Adivan, Adderall, which is a great, well, that's smart. Uh, Xanax, Valium, I was doing whatever. I was like a pill trash can there in terms of benzos and stuff. I would steal from my friend and made the amends. Um, He knows it. Uh, I would just give them from people. I would buy them from, like, as I say, like sometimes when I do do storytelling on stand up, it's like, turns out TV set PAs are not licensed pharmacists. (laughs) 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 Oops. For that big wad of tinfoil filled with Adderall, thank you. Thank you, set PA. Wow. Um, So, um,. Is yes. it tempting to you
0: now to be in comedy clubs or parties or whatever? It's not. And I feel like I have all my tools.
1: You know, I go to yeah. the meetings. I have sponsees. All that stuff you're supposed to do. I also just don't... And I have. I wake up every morning and I'm like, this sounds so corny, y'all. But it's germless. Like, thank you. Because I was... Like, for me to be out and about and get up this morning on a Sunday, it had been years since I've done that. Yeah. Not being incredibly hungover before right. I got sober. And just because... I was getting older and my body was like. The other thing is, like, I feel I've never felt better. I mean, I'm on lots of supplements and stuff. I work with a doctor. I'm mean, not on anything crazy, but I'm just like, I'm in really good health. I work out. I do all the stuff you're supposed to. I didn't used to do that. Right. And I used to get just like have so many aches and pains. I've had a bad digestion, like acid reflux, since the late 90s when I was doing a shitload of meth, but that's a different story. Right. And I think I somehow did well I know I did I, the doctors didn't say it was her meth because I lied about it but like I corroded some stuff in my stomach because of that stuff is so, it
0: healable or is it I, still... I think
1: it did I feel a lot better I've been working on it now with more spiritual well acupuncture whatever you want to call that and like but I still take a pill every day
0: do you like acupuncture?
1: I want to try. I it. love it, Dennis. I love it. I'm okay. going again Tuesday. I try to go every week. It's one of those things. The first say. I want to like, get your
0: guy, your info. Uh, yeah, okay. she,
1: she's in South Pass because she guys, was, She moved there, but they're amazing. Slowpoke Community Acupuncture. I cannot. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Emily and Manya.
0: Oh wait, um, here's a question. I forgot. What's I, Reese Witherspoon like? <laughs> What a bitch! <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm always like, career. Sorry, no, it's yeah, yeah. so good, sorry. it's um, so good. What we're gonna, gonna go do here? I we're gonna it. go here. We're gonna go here. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do, we're gonna do another ep- little mini episode with just the fun stuff. Okay, cool. Because you well, pick a lot of fun. To it's just and.
1: like Hey, Queen with Johnny McGovern. You get your own look at her thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Reese Real was fun. amazing. That was. No, the- I'm just kidding. I was just being silly. <laughs> oh, but, I bet I she was.
1: Yeah, she was great. You were in which Legally Blonde? Two. Okay. And a player assistant only like the first ten minutes in the movie, and my big scene, one of my big scenes got cut which is understandable um but she the cool thing about that was that wasn't that was a, that was the movie I kind of got from working at, at bar because um Charlie Herman Wormfeld who directed it right. his boyfriend worked with me we would do these crazy plays with Billy Francesca who's one of the most amazing kooky personalities in the world who still is one of the kings of WeHo ladies and gentlemen tell him I said hi and he would do these amazing plays and Charlie would see them and I would be in them and he was like had me audition for um Legally Blonde too, and as the assistant and I got it and Reese had to approve me so like because she's one of the producers so I always felt like I'm Reese approved and she couldn't have been lovelier she, she's a polite lovely southern woman
0: did you bond over the southern thing a we little, did, did we, we bonded
1: over a few things I, I, I don't know how much to go into it but yeah yeah we did we didn't I was only on it for a week right she was she had little kids right you know this is 2003 I guess right I think or four three or four and um and as much as she could, yeah. She was... And even the director said... You know who else is in that movie? Is Octavia Spencer. Oh, my God. Octavia and her, I know. Like, that's... This friend the other day was kind of like, is it weird that, like, some of your fans... And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, Octavia played... They a, blow six, up. Yeah, yeah. And Octavia I couldn't be happier and fully deserve it. Fully deserves it. But, like, she and I were also in one a Date with Tad Hamilton together and, like, smell like... I was the town gay. She was the town hooker, you know? Right. Um, where's my Oscar? So, um... But, uh, and that's, well, we'll get in that story, but that's again, like friends, old friends, Tate was an old friend of hers. They both worked their asses off for years and they yeah. fucking deserve every bit of glory they've got. Um, but, uh, Reese was, uh, it was funny cause Charlie said the director, he's like, it's weird. Like this whole shoot, the only people that Reese has kind of bonded with and responded to are you and Octavia Spencer. And I was like, well, that's nice. I yeah. don't know. That's don't cool. Know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What have you observed about being gay in Hollywood now versus 10 years ago? Oh, my God. Or, you know what I mean? So much. That's a whole other episode. You know, I
1: do this show called Wasted on a Boy, the one-man show sometimes, in which I talk about my last 25 now years in Hollywood and how that's changed. And the biggest change was being young and going out for beer commercials and all this like dude stuff and I was still able to play college age and like always being too light and too like you know all these euphemisms for too gay and then later post Will and Grace and I've said this before and then they wanted all the Jack stuff and you would go in and just try to do your job as like the waiter or the whatever it wasn't all like just sassy assistants and waiters even though i booked a lot of those but with everything and they're like they want Jack from Will and Grace and you have to go and like blah 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 nothing at Sean and Sean's not even really like Sean's his own specific thing with Jack but like I would go in and I was like I'm not doing the hands above shoulders and the za, 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 za the zizzly z, and I got to a point where I just wasn't going to do that. And so they want you to be more that way. Like be more, you know, energetic or another all these yeah, all these euphemisms. Day, but do them. Yeah. And I'm like I'm gonna be me. And like I look at my fucking if I look at things I've done or think about them because I don't sit around looking at. My, when I look at my reel every day, right. but when I see things on TV a lot, I'm like oh I'm I'm fine. Like I'm like. I'm just being my own sort of gay self on Friends because that's on a lot and I've seen it right. a lot and or like in Curb Enthusiasm and I, I'm turning up the gay a little bit but you know it's any my, anyone has to do it like ladies like be girlier and black people like when I was casting in the 90s I used to my day job was casting commercials and they would at least white agency people so white little me would try to tell us how to tell the African-American people to act more black, you know, right. that whole, bo- and you, I didn't know how to do that. And it was so offensive and weird and creepy and awkward and people, but because they know because they're African, they've been African-American all their life and they're actors, they would be like, oh, you mean bring the flavor? Yeah. Uh, bring the flavor. And I was like, yes, if you will. And they're Like, oh no, we get it. And like, there's been things where like, you know, my one friends had things where I'm like, how to go, they, they wanted me to chew it up, you know, whatever it is, you know, right. we all have these boxes we fit into and there's these stereotypes and whoa, Whatever. So it's it's a whole new world. Every once in a while see this twenty seven years. You were part gays. of
0: that. I mean everyone that, that worked and did yeah. their thing and w- know was what? out I think I she, was. You were. Yeah, I was never in. I never what was it like during that time to be around closeted gay actors? Annoying. Because I bet they were weird around you. I've been they around were. it. I've been around her and I'm not even in the acting game, but it's like they don't want you to get any of it on them. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. Fucking freaked out. Yes, Dennis. I
1: Yeah. I could tell a lot of stories, <laughs> but I remember just, I remember this one guy who was like a beer commercial guy who I, who was also, I like a drug addict and alcoholic. I remember him confronting me one time, and he was like a, he was he was kind of a big mess, but he, would, he worked a lot as like, in commercials at least, and other right. things, like this tough, macho guy. And I remember he, he, Confronted me at a party. He was like, "I know you're gay, and you're not bringing me in for stuff because I'm gay." And and, and um, you, uh, your boss says I'm gay, and he like he was drunk and was pinning all his career troubles on me. Right. And I was like, "Listen, name of person," I was like, I bring you in all the time because you're gay and I know you're in the closet and all this stuff but I would never have that work against you and, and that's and, and, and I kind of talked him down all the tree and then later in life he was very nice to me he was just having like a freak out but the, here's the thing about me that I always say and Jane Lynch has said similar things is like we're not in the category of like leading she is now she's made her own path which is so inspiring yeah. and great but like back in the 90s like it was there were these leading man guy types who were who were gay and in the closet because they would get cast in roles. It would be the Matt Bomers of today, and right. Matt, I'm sure Matt knows this, and he's lucky that he lives in a world now where he can be an openly gay leading man. Same right. with same with you know Neil Patrick Harris, kind of a different story. He is also a leading man, but like it's. They, but there were those like hunky heartthrob guys. The first one I knew that did it was Robert Gant when he got on Queer as Folk. Yeah. I knew him back in the day. Uh, as in commercial casting, we thought he was the sexiest guy in the world because he was so sexy. And I remember running into a tunnel at a nightclub in New York. I think I can say this. And I was like, "Oh my God, this um, And then later he came out and everything. But it was different for them. For me, playing sassy, kooky, you know, I I kind of I used to get told like, "You're the gay Tom Hanks," and I'm like, "Well, if we need a gay Tom Hanks, here I am." And uh, and there was like like Ch- Sean's job in Will and Grace. I never went in for that. Maybe I would feel differently about it if I did. But I know that Max and them wanted him from minute one and. And, I, and there's other jobs I've gotten that I wish I had but I, that are gay actors playing gay characters. I won't get but into it. it but it
0: also feels like that shield is another job. You It's a full-time job. If you're trying yeah. to keep that going...
1: You it, mean the, the straight guy? Yes. That's, I mean the closeted gay guy. Yes. Well, they, there were, were those guys. It's mental
0: freak out. It's exhausting. And I think it also becomes... There was an actor that finally came out and gave a speech at Outfest, and it was like he kind of went on and on about it because you knew that he obsessed about it. Yes. And you're his, like, his we, get life. Yeah, I mean, we, we get it, yeah. We get it. it. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> calm, good for you. Calm, calm down. You're there to present. <laughs> we're on your side. We're on your side. But I know kind exactly of, who you're talking about. Yeah, and it was a little. We were, there was a lot of looking I around, think. like this guy is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and it was like That's exactly you, what I was thinking of. I, it was, a I was like you're making way... this about you, and it's yeah. not. You're here but to the because word? he spent all those years yes. in his head about it yeah. every night when he hit the pillow. It's a yes. lot. It's a lot, and Why also, sure?
1: yeah, exactly. Well, see, my thing, the thing about me is like before I went down the comedy path of like kooky comedy, gay waiter, sassy assistant, whatever that stuff was. That and they did start to write those because they didn't used to write those. There were right. very, very few of them, or they right. were super stereotyped, and. But there was, after Will and Grace, a t- I mean, I worked a lot of because of that, because every fucking sitcom, I did pilots, I went in for stuff, I did all kinds of stuff for you. they wanted that kind of guy, and I'll take the money, right? you know, without compromising myself too much, because so at least they're writing them. right? And I certainly went in for all of them, and, you know, other people might have gotten them. But there was a time in my life where I was just like, like, when I did Wings, or when I was just doing commercials, where I was like, this, this guy, like, this kind of, like, curly-haired, like, little white boy, who was just like, this MasterCard commercial was my first one, where I'm like, I'm this like a guy helping my girlfriend move in and my skateboard falls down the stairs and hits her dad and I look down the stairwell and I'm like, oh, my skateboard! And that was the first thing that I had where people would see me and go like, oh, my skateboard! Because it was on all the time, thank God. But I had this thing where I was like, For a minute there We You know It's like Am I going to be on Melrose Place Can I pull that off Not with this lisp, No But um (laughs) But uh Melrose Place But like I would work on my voice And I would try to like I would go in for things And you know Trying to do that style Where you're like Melissa listen I don't know if we're Going to make it after all My mom and dad are real mad at me You know Like whatever We're like This wasn't me you know, I couldn't pull that off. And then after a while, I was like, I don't have the energy for that. Yeah. You know, because I can't, I even see myself on things, and I'm like, whoa, Mary, calm down. <laughs> uh, and I've settled into myself a little bit. Right. Probably one of the re- I know one of the reasons I drank so much is to kind of calm the fuck down. Right. Because gay or straight, I have so much energy. Right. I'm so like, don't know what to do with my hands. Right. I see myself on screen and I'm like, what is your body doing, Pancake? Your name is Pancake. You're fucked. You know, like whatever yeah. that comes comes on into my brain. But so it's it's so much. And I, the one thing I did make this decision was um I was like I don't have the energy to try to stay in the closet. And if anyone asks me and I'll ju- and that was still when I had a day job as a, and I would be like on commercials and playing like delivery boys or like young dads, but it was like Julie Halston said to be once in this thing only for thirty seconds. Um So, and and at that point too, I'll tell you, I remember speaking of Julie, like there was the Nathan Lane's of the world who Nathan is whatever he is. And he was also on a date with dad Hamilton where you're like, well that, and of course he's amazingly talented and incredible and a Broadway legend and can sing, which I don't have that, but like, you can do this. You'll find a way, you know? Oh Lord. Yeah. I just turned something on. The neighbors oh, Some kind of thing. Something. That's all
0: right. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. I'm gonna ask you one more question, and sure. then we're gonna do a little li- a special episode that's all fun lightning round stuff. Okay. Because cool. we got kind of heavy duty. We did. I didn't expect. I was it really excited. I know it was good. Um, what? What? If you could tell yourself, right? If you could, if you could meet yourself right when you got to LA, oh, well. what would you tell yourself? It's funny, Dennis, because oh, I, what do you remember about that I time? I have a recurring.
1: One of my recurring dreams is I, I, I somehow come to in the dream, and I just got to LA, I just got out of college, and I am knowledgeable in the dream that I've done all this stuff, but it's all officially erased. Shit, I have, you have to done start nothing over. Nothing, and I have to start over. And so i thought of that before, and it would be like work harder on your auditions, and be more present in the room have more faith in yourself, calm the fuck down. Uh, when I first got here, I wasn't, I was doing some drugs and drinking, but it wasn't a problem yet. So I wouldn't worry about that then, but it was just like, stay on your path and, and you're going to make it like, you know, but the funny weird thing is in terms of like weird spiritual past life stuff, I've always had that in my brain. I've always had my brain. I'm going to be okay. It might not be the biggest thing in the world, but I'm going to be right. okay. So right. I'm going to say just believe in yourself. That's
0: a wonderful thing. All right. Yeah. Let's plug your show again. And you also, um, Space Station 76 Six. is yes. now available everywhere. It's
1: available everywhere. Please get it. I can't co- You act it. in it, and
0: you're one of the writers. I co- wrote it, yes. Yes.
1: And it's really good.
0: And uh, it's on iTunes and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's okay. on demand. And if it, you, you haven't seen it yet, you have to you see it.
1: buy the DVD. Please see it. It's such a good movie. Our friend Jack directed it. He did an amazing yeah. job. Um, and uh, how so do you find out about your show? You're welcome. Celebrity Self Help with Peter, Peter and Grimsley. Yeah. BrownPapertickets.com. It's this Wednesday, July 8th at 8 p.m. at Casita del Campo and Wednesday, July 22nd, uh, same time, 8 p.m. at Casita del Campo. And you can go to BrownPapertickets.com or hit me up on Twitter. I'm Pancake, at JSANPancake. Are you big into Twitter? I, I, I'm big in Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I need to up my Twitter game. That's all right. It ain't
0: it's tight. a pain in the ass. Yeah, it it's a pain is. Pain in the ass. All that, yeah. Clearly,
1: have you heard me? I can't think in short bites, short sentences.
0: Sam, thank you so much for this. This was so wonderful. We're going to do another little thing right after this. We're going to do all the fun stuff that we didn't get to talk about because we were talking about other stuff. All right. Your delight. Thanks, Dennis. Bye. Oh, and after we shut off the recorder, Sam started talking about something neat that happened recently that he's observed recently about actors in Hollywood and especially out actors. And um, I liked it, so I turned on my phone and had him record it. So here he is talking about it we just turned off the thing, but Sam was sharing something with me that I love and I want to put it in the main podcast. Oh, all right. All right. Well, the thing that's go.
1: (laughs) Okay. I I feel really obnoxious and conceited saying this, but I was just telling Dennis that like lately in my life, I've gotten, uh, either in person or Facebook messages or emails from younger, um, gay out actors in comedy. Oh my God. I, I going to start crying who have, said to me, I just want to let you know that I saw you on this show or that back in the day in the thousands when, when I was just starting and I looked you up and I found out you were gay and it let me know that I could be a gay guy in comedy because I was in like UCB or so and so group and there were like no other out gay guys and I, I felt so alone and you let me know that I could do it and I was like well thank Christ I did the right thing right. Like by being me in the 90s and never being in, at least I helped some people and that was probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to me because not to be Cheesy about it But like It means something you're not something. gonna help people Fuck it You know
0: right. right And you remember what it was like To be them yeah. And Yeah because You know So that's why my thing now
1: Is kind of like To the degree that I'm capable of it Or do it Is like try to be a good role model Gay guy Who's old Cause I'm older <laughs> I'm older than people even know Right Um But I Just wanna be a You know I can't be I can't be a sweetheart all the time But I right. try to be a good role model In that way Because I didn't have those role models Cause sadly when I was their age, AIDS was still killing people and a lot of guys died or were sick or were in the closet and you couldn't talk to an older gay actor because they would not acknowledge
0: you because you're another gay person. Right. So there you go. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing. All right. Thanks again to Sam Pancake, and there's going to be an additional little nugget of a question that I ask him about posted later on FrontiersMedia.com, so watch for that. And he's also going to do, we have another podcast with him coming up later in the week with all those fun questions we didn't get to. And go see his show, You're Welcome, at Casita Del Campo on July 8th and July 22nd. Um, So this happened, well, this whole last podcast was kind of so this happened, so uh, I'll just make this something quick. I saw Magic Mike on the 4th of July with my friends Danny and Rebecca and uh, Glenn and loved it. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what it was. It made me feel something really unique that I haven't felt in a movie before, maybe ever. And I'm not sure, what, I'm trying to put my finger on it, but I think it's, it's something like, I feel like everyone in the movie was vulnerable and safe. Like, nobody was the butt of any dumb jokes um, Everyone was sort of allowed to be themselves. I don't know. There was something sophisticated and subversive going on there that just got under my skin in a really good way. And I think it's all because of Channing Tatum, or Chan, as I will call him when we're close friends. I feel like if Channing Tatum was my friend, everything would be fine. Like he makes because he's goofy enough. He makes it okay to be who you are. That's why he's in a pride parade. He don't care. How many leading men with hot Hollywood careers would be like, you know what, let's remind everyone that I was once a male stripper or make a movie about it. I've interviewed actors before that had that sort of thing in their past, and believe me, they would rather know that, you know, have you know that they killed a co-ed than that. Like, that didn't happen. I No, it was just, nah, it didn't happen. But Chan, you know, he owns it. And there was something about the sexuality of it and the way the women were treated and his chemistry with Amber Heard, I could watch them talk in a kitchen till the end of time. It was, I don't know. I just thought, and I like Soderbergh the way he shot it. It was directed by somebody else, but it had a, that Soderbergh feel. I don't know. It, it, it exhilarated me in a way. That's all I'm saying. And I think it's a dividing point. A lot of people are like, that movie's so boring. Nothing happens. I didn't care. I just wanted to hang with the kids. All right. So there's that. You can chime in on that if you want or not. Um, And that's about it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to Sam Pancake. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.